continue to get ready for Shavuos. All right. So in um, in Parshat Eschanan, when Moshe Rabbeinu repeats over the mice of the story of of Kabbal Satar of Harsinai, so it says in Pasuk that after the whole Maimed, after the Sarah Sedivris, so the Rabbanu Shalom says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Leichem or Lehem, go tell Kal Yisrael, Shuvu Lechem Leichem, they should return home to their tents. You stay here. And Moshe uh, goes up for 40 days, 40 nights, and so on. So what's the context of this statement? Call yourself, go back home, and you stay here. So we know that the Pasuk says in Parshish Yisrael that already three days before Kabbal Satayra, Shlesh is Mehagbala. So there was, the, the, the boundaries were set among the, the mountain. And besides the boundaries, that's what's called Shlesh is Mehagbala. But besides that, there was also a separation between husbands and wives for those three days. Precious and Kedusha. There should be a, an intense level of Kedusha by Kalal Yisrael as a preparation for Har Sinai. And that included everyone, including Moshe Rabbeinu. After Kabbalah Satar is over, after Har Sinai, so now says the Pasuk, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Leichem or Lehem, Shu Lechem or Lechem. Then now they could go back home. In other words, now they could continue normal married life and be Mekayim Yitzhak Peruvu and so on. But Ata Madi. But you, Moshe Rabbeinu, you stay here. Moshe Rabbeinu had to remain in that state of precious. Uh, from his wife, uh, even after uh, Harsin is over. That's why, uh, and that's the background for the whole story later on in, uh, in, uh, in Parshish Chukas, when you have Aaron and Miriam speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu, that, you know, uh, we're Nevi'im and he's a Navi, why is he different than us, and so on. That's the idea. Now Rashi, Rashi brings down from Chazal, we're in Shabbos, that when the Rabbani Shalom says to the Kalah Yisrael, Leichem, or Lehem, Shuvu Lechem, Lechem, that now uh, everyone should go back home and continue uh, uh, normal living. So Chazal say, Kol echad nisabri ishtay zachar, b'mitzvahs shulachem lo'elechem. It's interesting. It's that Chazal are telling us that this wasn't, you know, it was like this. One could have understood that this statement of the Rabbani Shalom, shulachem lo'elechem, now return home, was basically just removing a prohibition. In other words, status quo, the normal situation is, one uh, married life goes on, there's a mitzvah of Peruvu, and, and so on and so forth. Happens to be three days before Kabbalah Satayra, there was a prohibition in place of Shalashim HaGbalah. And now Hashem is just removing that and returning everything to the way it was. But Chazal and the Gemara Shabbos tells us not like that. That this statement of Shuv Lechem Lechem was its own independent mitzvah. Not, uh, it's not a mitzvah going forward. But it was sort of part of the process of Kabbalah Satayra. Is that there was a special tzivoy, shuv lechem lechem. It wasn't just removing the prohibition. It was a special mitzvah, shuv lechem lechem. So much so that Chazal say that in the schus of this mitzvah, shuv lechem lechem, kolecha nisabrish that each person, when they went home and so on, their wives became pregnant with a baby boy. The mitzvah, shuv lechem lechem, because of this unique, unique mitzvah. Now, and the Mepharshim explain that. Clearly, somehow, as we have to figure out over the next uh, few minutes, it's that somehow this seems to be part of Kabbalah Satyra. Is that part of Kabbalah Satyra and the next 40 days when Meshavina goes up to get the Luchas and so on, is that part of this was these two sides. And Meshavina remains in a state of precious, right, on the mountaintop, whereas Kal Yisrael are commanded not just are removing the prohibition and now go back the way it was before. No, no, no. There's a special Indian right now of Shulachem Lechem. And so this is the question we have to figure out. What exactly this uh, dynamic of Moshe Rabbeinu being separated top of the mountain, whereas the rest of Kalah Yisrael being told to go down, descend, and, and to live a married life, 
that combination is sort of part of Kabbalah Again, it's not just remove. It's not. It's not just removing uh, the iser. Saying Kabbalah is over. It's not over. There's a unique mitzvah that's being given to them at this moment of Kabbalah So what is this? What's what's being told to us? Okay, that's Aleph. Base. Another thing to think about. This is a more well-known observation when it comes to Shavuos. You know, the Gemara says in in Beitza, uh, we know that there's a machlekes machlekes tenoyim when it comes to Yantif, Bechlal, whether, how should a person fulfill mitzvah's Yantif? Is, is Yantif Lachem? Should Yantif primarily be focused on uh, Sudas and uh, physically having a good time? Or Lashem? Or focused primarily on davening and learning? It's Tanoim. But says the Gemara famously, Kul when it comes to the Yantif of Shuas, everyone agrees that at least some part of the Yantif has to be dedicated for uh, for 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 einik, for for pleasure, for eating and drinking and, and sleeping and so on. That's the everyone agrees to that. Why says the Gemara? Because Torah was given on Shuas. How could how could there not be an aspect of lachem? So the question is obvious. Everyone, uh, you know, many many svarim ask this question. If anything, it's the opposite. If Shuas, which is the day of Kabbalah Torah, if anything, it should be a time of what of lachem. To say that Shavuos, because it's the day of Kabbalah Torah, the giving of the Torah, that's why it should be dedicated at least somewhat to lachem. It's a little bit counterintuitive. The Gemara, in fact, says that Rav Yosef, there's another famous uh, statement, Chazal say that Rav Yosef used to fast constantly, but the Gemara says that he would have a special suda that he would make for sure on Shavuos. On Shavuos, he would, he would have a suda. Why? Because he used to say, Ilav HaYom if it wasn't for this particular day of Shavuos, then Kami Yosef Yibashuka, then there's a lot of uh, Yosefs in the Shukah, and I'll be no different than them. Kami Yosef Yibashuka. Now we have to understand, again, first of all, we already see the similar observation that Shavuos demands a physical suda and physical uh, enjoyment and so on, which is, again, counterintuitive to what you think Shavuos is about, Aleph. And Beis Bahashkacha Pratis, this is something that Rav Yosef tells us, Kama Yosef Ikebashuka. Why Rav Yosef? Why Rav Yosef? Why is Rav Yosef the one to reveal this Indian and to stress this point that, uh, that on, on Shavuos you have to have a suda because otherwise... You know, uh, there's a lot of kamiyazifikubashuk. Let's say, you know that. Okay. So it's like this. We know that um, it's well known that the Pasuk describes Klai Yisrael encamping around Harsinai to receive the Torah. So it says, V'yichan Sham Yisrael, right? Everyone knows Rashi brings down from Chazal, V'yichan is Loshan Yachid, right? Singular. V'yichan. Keshachad Blevachad, right? Okay. So uh, the way that's usually understood is that as a hachana, to allow Klai Yisrael to receive the Torah, it was necessary for us to be in a state of achdos, which is certainly true. Like the Mishnah says, that the biggest, the only vessel, the only vessel, the Rebbeinu Shalom sees fit, within which to give blessing, and the greatest blessing of all is Torah itself, is peace. So there's no question that as a preparation for a Kabbalah Torah, they needed to be Kishachad Vlevechad. But the truth is, it's much deeper than that. The Leshem in a number of places explains, this is a, yeah, there's a very big arichas about this in Sefer HaKadosh, in Akdomus V'Sharm, his first volume. So over there he explains by arichas the following idea. This is going to sound a little bit, a little bit odd, but uh, this is what he writes and we'll, we'll, we'll try to work it through. The Leshem says, he makes an interesting point. He says, if you think about it, we know we have three of us, yeah? Obviously Yaakov. But when it comes to the Imais, we have many more Imais. You have Sar Rivka, Rachel, Leah, Bill, and Zilpah. So he says, if you think about it, like, why wouldn't the Rabbanu Shalom make things even? Three others and three mice. 
So the Lashem explains that the truth is, that's the way it was supposed to be. The way it was supposed to be is, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, and Rachel. That's what it was supposed to be. But that, and that woman, Rachel, was really supposed to be a composite of all four, Rachel, Leah, Bil, and Zilpah. Those four women, Rachel, Leah, Bil, and Zilpah, really were supposed to be one big neshama named Rachel. And the truth is, the Lashem explains on the other side, when you have Yaakov Avinu, it's one person, but we also know he has sort of two personalities. There's Yaakov and Yisrael. And the truth is, there is already points this out, that Yaakov, when he's in the Madrig of Yaakov, that's a more of a shidduch with the woman we know as Rachel. And when his name is Yisrael, that's more of a shidduch with the woman that we know as Leah. So the truth is, even Yaakov Avinu is kind of split in two, maybe not to the extreme of uh, Rachel and Leah, Bill and Zilpah, but he's also kind of split in two. So says the lesson, the way, it's suppo- the way it was supposed to be was that, ya- that you had Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov, and Yaakov and Yisrael would be Mamish one, Yaakov, Yisrael, you know. And then on the other side, the Yemois, it would be Sar Rivka, and all four, Rachel, Leah, Bil, and Zilpah, would be unified into one woman named Rachel. What went wrong? What went wrong? So the Leshem is an Arichas that this is something that went wrong all going, going all the way back to Adam and Chava because as a result of the Chait of the Yitzhadas, because of that, and again, this Nekudu we're not going to go into so much, but because of that Chait of the Yitzhadas, there was a damage that was done to the Avis and Imais, and particularly the Imais, is that that one Neshama was divided into four parts, that you have primarily Rachel and Leah, but Bill and Zilpah sort of uh, subsets as well. You know, Bill was a shivcha to Rachel, and Zilpah is a shivcha to Leah. So they're sort of subsets of Rachel and Leah. And even Yaakov and Yisrael uh, damaged somewhat that at least he's not called both by the same, t- by the same you know, both names at the same time. So says Eleshem, because of that period, because of that division, that split personality between Yaakov and Yisrael, or literally the split people of Rachel and Leah, Bill and Zilpah, because of that, it's impossible for the one Torah to be given to the one people unless there's a unification of those worlds of Rachel, Leah, Bil, and Zilpah, and Yaakov, and Yisrael. Therefore, says the Lashem, in order to give a Torah, there had to be V'yichan Shem Yisrael Keshech not simply because, okay, Achtas is amazing, and the Rav Hashem was Achtas, and so on. It was much deeper than that. There had to be a Tikkun taking place. You had to unify those worlds of Rachel, Leah, and you had to unify those worlds of Yaakov and Yisrael in order for there to be the proper Merkava, the proper chariot within which Torah should be given. For example, we know the Gemara says in Shabbos, uh, it's a strange statement, but the Gemara says, Darish hahug lila aleder chizda, that a uh, someone from the north of Eretz Yisrael made a drasha in front of Rav Chizda. It's not, the words are really about Rav Chizda, but... That's a different uh, shmuz. In front of Rav Chizdi, he said that the Rabbani Shlolem gave us a, a Torah made of three parts, right? Berich Rachmana, that the Rabbani Shlolem, uh, uh, you know, blesses Hashem, that gave us a Raisit Lisa, a Torah of three parts, turn to the Ibn right? Um, uh, two Kla Yisrael were divided into three parts, Kain Levi Yisrael and Yisrael, in the third month of Sivan. And so you already see that Torah is, is seen as made up of three parts, and therefore it would be appropriate for it to be given to Klai Yisrael made up of three parts, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and Tzar, Rivka, and Rachel. But in order for that to happen, you needed Yisrael and Yaakov to merge, and you needed Rachel, Leah, Bil, and Zilpah to merge. And that's what was happening by Vichan Hashem Yisrael, Kishachar, 
That's also why, as a preparation for Kabbalah Satar, it says that what? Hashem says to Meshur Rabbeinu, Kais Soimer Lebeis Yaakov, Visagir Lebnei Yisrael. Right? So it says, and we, Rashi says, okay, Beis Yaakov means the women, and Bnei Yisrael means the men. But on a deeper level, says Elashem, what's, what, what's being said over there is that Klai Yisrael is being addressed in these ways to unify these two terms, Beis Yaakov, Bnei Yisrael, to unify the two. And so that's what's happening with Kishachad Echad, So, Azizak <clears> Elashem. <throat> we have to explain, like, what does that mean exactly? What is this division between Rachel and Leah, between Yaakov and Yisrael, and why is it necessary for these components to be brought together in order for us to receive the Torah. Okay. So it's like this. There is a, um, I guess we'll go like this. There's a Medrash in, um, Medrash Rabbah in Bresh. It's, uh, it's a very interesting Medrash. Medrash is like this. It's in, um, it's, it's the end of Parshish Bresh. It says like this. Om Rav Simon. Rav Simon said, Sholosh Metziyos Matzak It's a very interesting description. The Rabbanu Shlomo, there were three things the Rabbanu Shlomo found. He happened to chance upon three things. Metzias, Metzias, which are Avram, it's called the Metzias, the Chesiv and Metzasa, Slavavai Nem Lefnech, we say in Davani, that Hashem, it's Metzias, Hashem happened to, he, he bumped into Avram Avinu. Metzasa, Slavavai Nem Lefnech, he found Avram Avinu's heart to be faithful. It's a Metzias. That's the first Metzias. David is another Metzias. It says in Pasuk, Metzasi David Avdi, I found David Amelech. And then you have Yisrael. And Kla Yisrael Bechlal. Dechsev. It says in Pasuk, Ba'anovim ba'midbar metzasi Yisrael. In the desert, I found Kla Yisrael. So it says Reb Simon, there are three, three metzias that Rabbanu Shalom found. It's interesting, that's the Bashkacha, the Tana that says this is Reb Simon. Sounds like a, a simon, which is, I lost metzia, you find the metzia with a simon. Okay, so what exactly does this mean? What's the Medrash telling us that the Rabbanu Shalom finds a metzia? The truth is, Kla Yisrael be, are being described as a metzia. Torah is also described as a metzia. The Gemara says famously, right? Huh? The wife is also good. Matzi is much a right? Right. We also find that Klai Yisrael with Torah is a chasen and kala. The Gemara says in Megillah that uh, I don't remember who says it, but the Gemara says Yegatu Matzasa Tamim. When it comes to Torah learning, if a person says, you know, uh, I, I I toiled and I did not find Torah, I was not successful. Al Tamim Yegatu Matzasi. But if I toiled and I and I, and I found Torah, then you should believe him. So Torah is described as Matzasi, as something that you find. That's what's well known. The Mepharshim already point this out, that if you're working on it, then that's not called finding it. That's called, uh, you acquired it. That's called, uh, it's yours. Evidently, it's not like that. There is a side, you have to put in toil, but what's eventually given to you is described as a mitziah. So what is this meaning of this thing? So Torah is called a mitziah, you got the mitzasi, and Klai is called a mitziah by the Rabbani Shalom. What does it mean the Rabbani Shalom finds something? It's not like, you know, when you have a mitziah, it means that Someone lost it. Either you lost it and you find it, or someone else lost it and you find it. It's not shaykh by the Rabbanu Shalom. So what exactly does it mean that it's a mitzvah? Okay, so we learned some Leshem tonight. So the Leshem, also in that Sefer, Hakdamas Vishara. So he writes the following thing. And it's something that, that many Sfarim describe, but the way he, the way he puts it. Um, it's, it's a, you know, give a little bit of a background before we see what he says inside. You know, in the writings of the Maharal, we find that the basic, one of the most basic elemental rules that the Bria is, is built on is cause and effect, right? See the Messiah of cause and effect. That's one of the most basic elemental rules. Everything, everything a person does has a reaction to it. Every, if you see uh, an apple pie, 
So an apple pie comes from somewhere. It, it, it already tells you that's an effect and there has to be a cause for it. So it already tells you that there has to be an apple. There, ha there must have been apples. It tells you there must have been a baker making the pie. Everything comes from somewhere. Everything comes from somewhere. Siba Masaiva, cause and effect. Cause and effect means, by its very definition, cause and effect means things are going to be limited, right? Because the apple pie is going to be limited based on the apples, based on the amount of apples that are used to make it, based on the flavoring of the apples. It'll be limited, how delicious it is will be, based, be limited to how uh, expert the baker is in making an apple pie. The rule, th this basic system of cause and effect means that when you see something, it tells you it has a beginning, it has a source. And because it has a source, it therefore means that ultimately there's an end, and it means it's limited, right? That's the, that's the basic structure of things. If, every, if you could define where something comes from, it means you're automatically, by its very definition, you're limiting it. It means that this apple pie comes from apples, it doesn't come from oranges. That's the way it is. It means it's not going to have oranges in it, it has apples. So cause and effect is a, is a basic system of, of gvul. Of gvul. Uh, this, this system of cause and effect, this system of cause and effect means things are going to be limited. It means things have a beginning. And because they have a beginning, it means that they therefore have an end. That's the way it goes. It comes from somewhere. Things that come from somewhere means that uh, the apple pie is going to be limited to the apples that it's coming from. If the apples are finite, it means the apple pie is finite. But says the Lashem, the Metziah of Klai Yisrael, the reason, what, is, what does it mean that the Jewish people are called the Metziah? A Metziah is something that almost doesn't have a cause. A Metziah, obviously, a, a, you know, you find a wallet on the street, obviously the Metziah of a wallet is that it also was manufactured somewhere, right? But, but Derech Moshel, Metziah is being used to describe something that you don't see the cause for. Mitzia is, is a description of something that's above and beyond the system of cause and effect. It's above that system of, this is here because of something else, and, be, and therefore it's limited to that particular cause. And it's only able to go that far without being disconnected from its cause. Right? So, in other words, this idea of cause and effect, again, it, it, it limits the apple pie both in terms of what it, because it comes from apples, and because of that, if it moves uh, through time very far to the point of where, you know, if the apples can't, can't make it, you know, uh, a week, you know, uh, you know uh, then the apple pie can't make it a week. It's limited. A mitzia means something that's above that mitzias of finite reality. It's a bechina of believable. It's an aspect of that which is infinite. It doesn't have, you don't see the cause for it. And because you don't see the cause, therefore it's not limited to anything. It doesn't have a beginning. And because of that, it doesn't conceptually have an end either. It's lamala, it's above this system of cause and effect. Says the Lashem, what, what is the Jewish people? I talked about this last night by the by this Rosh Chodesh, now we're just you know, deepening the idea of it. The Lashem says the Metzius of the Jewish people is a Metzius that's above cause and effect. The very Metzius of the Jewish people is not a reality, um, a people amongst people that, that, are, that are governed by rules of nature, or Bechal above these things. The Lashem makes the following observation. It's a Havdika thing. He says like this, Kiresh's Metzius Avis Yisrael. If you go back just historically, just push the Metzius, the, the, the reality of the Avis and of Kla Yisrael, Hayigamkein Lamami Derchateva. It was completely above, above nature. Lagamri. 
He says, for example, we know that uh, uh, Chazal say that Avram Avinu, even the parents of Avram Avinu, when Avram Avinu, uh, uh, when his mother uh, was carrying him in the womb, it, it, it was Lomami Chazal say that Avram Avinu's uh, conception was Lomami It wasn't natural for his parents to be able to conceive. More than that, Chazal even say, and we, we know this, the Pasuk talks about this, that Avram and Sarah, it wasn't natural for them to conceive. Yitzchak and Rivka, Chazal even say, uh, it wasn't natural for them to conceive. Even Leah, right? Leah, who has children, doesn't seem to have an issue. Chazal say even Leah was an Akar, she was barren. Had to, it says in Pasuk, Vayar Hashem kisnu Leah, Hashem saw Leah was despised, Vayiftach is Rachma. And he went out of his way to create a nace that she should be able to have children. Rachel took longer, but the whole thing was Lamami Darchatav. Why? Why? Well, says Eleshen, this is the Nakuda, is because Klai Yisrael are Mitzias that are completely above this system of finite, this system of cause and effect. We're completely above it. It's Lamami Darchatav Lagamri, and Klai Yisrael, therefore, in a certain sense, is, is beligvul. It's without, it's without limit. We're limitless because there's no specific cause or origin point that you can say, oh, that's where we come from. It doesn't come from anything specific. And because of that, we're not going to be limited to anything in particular. This is why Torah is also called a mitziah. says the lesson, the mitziahs of Torah, what Torah is. Torah is, you know, there's, there's by, by the time Torah makes its way all the way down to planet Earth, it's okay, you have medrash, you have chazal, you have mitzvahs. But what Torah is, in its very root, it's limitless. It's complete. It's belief It's believable. There, and that, that's what's being described over here as Torah is called the Mitzi Mitzasi Taman means that there's no origin point that you can say that's where Torah comes from. You're not able to pinpoint an origin of of why anything is in Torah. Why? Like why is it that it's so hard to explain? to answer any question of why in Yiddishkeit? Like it's it's almost impossible. You could always say what. You could spend a lot of time figuring out what we're supposed to do, but why? I mean, you know, there are some places that, you know, that they're even, uh, you know, discourage asking the question why, mostly because they don't have the answers to the whys. And that's true. We, most, of the, most of the, you know, you can answer some levels of why. When you, when you ask enough why, you know, like a little kid, you know, why, 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 eventually it's unanswerable. It's just unanswerable. So why is that? Because if you think about it, the Rabbanishim could have made Tyre in such a way where we could get the answers, Right? Like the Rebbe Hashem made, made Tyra, and he made the human being with our intellect. So he could have, uh, he could have made us smarter. The answer is, Tyra, you can't, there's a reason why you can't answer all the whys. Because if you could answer the why, that means that you're, you're able to pinpoint the origin. And if you could pinpoint the origin, it means everything that comes from that origin point is limited and finite. It's cause and effect. It comes from somewhere. And because of that, it's going to be specific. And if it's, not, and it's going to be, if it has a beginning, it means it's going to eventually have an end as well. And that's already not called a mitziah. That's the very essence of Torah is the, the, for Torah to retain its identity as elikus, as an extension of the infinite one, it has to be described as a mitziah. It cannot be something limited to a specific cause. We cannot, it cannot be conceptualized as a reason for something else. It can't be. It has to be completely independent. It has to be called a mitziah. <clears throat> Now let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. There's one aspect of human life which is a, na- a very, very strong uh, pull, specifically because, specifically as a result of being in this system of cause and effect. And that is the Indian of reproduction, of wanting to have offspring. 
This is a mitzvah, obviously, human beings, and it's true for animals and all things. What is that drive? That drive, that natural drive of Puravu, is, you know, besides the taivish of it, just the natural instinctual drive of it, is because since we were in the world of cause and effect, of something coming from somewhere else, and therefore we know if we come from somewhere, it means therefore we are limited. There's this natural instinct of wanting to not be so limited, and Mamela to continue on for the next generation. The, the, the inion of, of, of wanting to uh, uh, you know, have children and so on and keep, keep the species alive is due to the fact that within the species there's this understanding, there's this knowledge of we, at some point we're going to end. And therefore there's a, there's a desire to continue that chain going of I was a, an effect of my parents and therefore I want to be a cause for my children, who should be in effect for me. This, to continue this chain of cause and effect, cause and effect, uh, origin point, and uh, things that come from that origin point. It's an ongoing process. And, beca- and because the human being, not just the human being, animals, all of reality that are bound to this mitzvah of cause and effect feel in the very essence of who they are, this desire of continuing this process of cause and effect. Therefore, let's understand, in order for Kla Yisrael to receive the Tyra, and what is Tyra? Tyra is that which is infinite. Tyra means getting above a cause and effect. It means breaking that chain, breaking that, that need of being, uh, 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 of, 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 of bringing things It means getting beyond that system of, of, re, of redefining your existence as a mitziah, of finding the Yagati Yumatsasi, to find Tyra, which is a mitziah which comes out of nowhere. I can't even pinpoint an origin point. It just is. Because of that, in order to receive the Torah, Kalah Yisrael had to, on, on a national level, also break this natural urge of producing. Because the, 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 the natural urge of Puru besides the mitzvah, we're not talking about the mitzvah, but the, the natural quality of it is a result of being stuck in this system of cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. And Mamela, there's this need of constantly being the cause to an effect. Kalayistral therefore had to go through Shalashism in order to find within themselves a part of themselves which is believable. And this is the paradox of it that really the, when, when Kalayistral taps into that part of themselves which is a mitzvah, which is believable, then that's it. Then, 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 there's, no, there's no concern about the next generation and Viter, where I come from, where I'm going. Thus is thus. Like the Rabbanu Shalom's name, like when, when, we'll talk about this soon by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but the, the Ikra name of Hashem is Yudke Vavke, right? What does the name Yudke Vavke mean? Yudke Vavke means the one that is. one that is. Shvisi Hashem Lenegdi Samen, right? Shvisi Hashem Lenegdi Samen means that I'm always in the present moment. I'm not thinking about the past, and I'm not thinking about the future. Why is that such an Ikra in Avodah Hashem? Why is the name Yud Kevavke, the Iker of, you know, the Torah is, I mentioned this also, Torah is, is on, on its highest level, in that place, when, before the Torah descends into Svarim, you know, what the Torah is in that place of Mitziah, like the Ramban writes, is all Shemus of Hashem, it's all divine names, it's Elikus, it's the Rabbani Shalom, it's limitless, it's infinite. And the Mekabalim say that of all the divine names that we have that Torah is, there's one divine name that it all comes from, and that's Yud Kevavke. And what does Yud Kevavke mean? The one that is present. 
is really the, the going rights in, in his beer and Shulchan Aruch, that Hoyaviyah is more of a remez. But the actual taich is the one that's nisava, the one that is. That's how the going taich is it. And so what, what, what's the nakuda over here? The nakuda is, is that that ability to just be now, just to be now, and not to think about where I come from and what's going to be tomorrow and where I'm going. The, 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 the reason why a human being is so instinctually drawn to think about where I, to, to not be in the present, right? Like, like mindfulness is like, every, everyone would love, you would pay a million dollars, huh? Human beings in Nishmas All human beings. Okay. All human beings have a, have a difficult time of being right now, right? Why? What, what is drawing, because if you think about it, it doesn't make sense, right? We all know that the key to happiness is to be right now. What makes a person depressed is thinking about where you, where you come from and where you're going. Right, because then you're 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 missing you're missing all the the nachas of life. So why why so you would think it only makes sense for us to naturally be inclined to live in the now, but the answer is so why not? But the answer is because the, the human being, right, the human being is stuck in this world of cause and effect, and when you look at an apple pie, it automatically takes you to where it comes from, which automatically then limits where it can go. And so everything is, is, is stuck in that system of cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. So my whole life is being driven in that way of since I know where I come from, that de- defines who I am right now and it limits where I'm going. And because of that, I have to make sure that uh, that chain continues. But the whole mitzias of, 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 of being now, of, being, of just being now, is, is connected with that part of you that's above cause and effect. And that was necessary in order to receive the Torah, because again, what Torah is, is a link, is a, is a, is, is a match, the Metziah of Yigati Metzasi, to be a match with Metzasi as David Avdi, Metzasi as Yisrael Bamidbar. That match of the Metziah of Torah with the Metziah of the Jewish people means that the Rabbanu wants to make a Shidduch with a limitless reality of God, which is Torah, with a limitless reality of the Jewish people, which is us down here. And in order for that to happen, the Jewish people had to break through that way of thinking just as a human being of cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. In order to receive Yud Vavke, right? that the Jewish people have to be able to see themselves as just Yud Vavke. And in order to do that, Kalei Yisrael therefore had to go through Shalashis Mehag Bala. Shalashis Mehag Bala, what was the avoid of that? The avoid of the Shalashis Mehag Bala was Kalei Yisrael breaking that, that, that mentality of constantly being driven towards somewhere based on where I come from, just create, continue that chain. It was to break that. Therefore, on a, on a, on a larger scale, Ritzelik talks about this a lot, on a larger scale, the Gemara already says that in order for us to receive the Torah, we had to go through the difficulties of Mitzrayim, right? The Gemara says in Brachas that the Torah is a matan, is a gift, and we acquired it through the difficulties of Mitzrayim, of Gauls Mitzrayim. How, in what way is Gauls Mitzrayim the ticket to receive the Torah? Says Ratzadik, you know what it was? It was by being slaves in Mitzrayim. And Chazal say about a slave that slaves are naturally predisposed to pritzas, to that Indian of taiva of, of reproducing. And Mitzrayim, which is Ervasa Aretz. So you put Avodim in Mitzrayim, it's only naturally they're going to be completely submerged in that world of taiva. By the way, why are Avodim so predisposed to that? Because the nature of an Evid, if there's any human beings that are stuck in that chain of cause and effect, it's an Evid, right? An Evid, what does an Evid do? Only what his master tells him. Meaning, by, people like us, we could uh, at least uh, pretend that we're free, right? And we're not Meshubah to anything. But an Evid can't get beyond that cause. 
There's a huge cause in his life. What is the cause of his life? What is the, what is the apples to his apple pie? His master. His entire life, his entire life is. I can't do anything unless my master tells me. He's completely stuck in that system of cause and effect, cause and effect. And because of that, it's, it's subconsciously embedded into the psyche of an Eved is that I am limited to where I come from, which means that I don't have a limitless future, and therefore I need to be able to make sure that I continue on in the next generation. He, he's stuck in that, in that way. So you take an Eved, and you put him in Mitzrayim, which is Ervas Aretz, it's only natural. If, if, if the Jewish people are, are completely in that system of cause and effect, then it would, it would, then it would be only natural for Avadim, for the Jewish people being Avadim in Mitzrayim, for them to be lost in Taiva. But what happened? Klai Yisrael Avadim in Mitzrayim, and the Gemara says, Chazal say only, there was only one situation where any uh, intermarriage took place in all of Mitzrayim. And even then, right, the mother of the, of the Magadif, it was uh, in a strange way, it wasn't uh, on purpose and so on. It never happened. No intermarriage at all. Prushim Me'arayis. They had a Vaidizara, they had other problems, but, but that Indian of being caught in the Taivas of Mitzrayim, they were completely above it. How is that possible? Well, the answer is because what Mitzrayim therefore revealed was what? Mitzrayim revealed the Mitzias of, Jew, of, the, of what Kala Yisrael are as a Mitzias. They were a Mitzias. And this is why, you know, this is why the whole process of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, of Gauls Mitzrayim, and so on, is also revolving around Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu is the first, the first uh, Jewish child, the first person born, born a Yid. The, the Avram, see, Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu, even though he, he was a Yid, obviously, and the, nature, and the definition of Yid is being a Metziah, but if you asked Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu can pinpoint his Yiddishkeit's origin. He can say, oh, this was the moment when... I discovered something. This was the moment when I began to turn my life around. Avram Avinu was still a little bit in that world of cause and effect. And because of that, Avram Avinu was the one to ask, how will I know that the Jewish people, my descendants, will have Eretz Yisrael? And Chazal said, because of that question, so Hashem said, okay, you want, uh, you want a way to know? Mitzrayim. And so it was almost like a, like a punishment to Avram Avinu. As Mitzrayim was a result of Avram Avinu's question, in other words, let's understand the depth of that. Avram Avinu is asking, what is the cause, what's going to guarantee that the Jewish people will be forever? What's going to be the guarantee that the Jewish people are going to go on and on and on and on? What's the apples? Where, show me the apples to prove to me that the apple pie of the Jewish people will constantly be going. What could I know? And that the question itself was a result of Avram Avinu not yet this finding within himself that bechina that's called a mitziah. He was still stuck a little bit on his love, his madrega, of that place of cause and effect. And because of that, it's only natural, therefore, to say, okay, listen, if there's a cause, it means that, what I'm, that the effect is limited to that. So I want to be guaranteed that, that uh, how I know that it'll continue on. And the, the response of the Rebbe Hashem was, okay, Gauls Mitzrayim. Gauls Mitzrayim wasn't a punishment to that question. Gauls Mitzrayim was was getting Klai Yisrael to find that bechina, that quality within themselves that, that surpasses the question, that, that, that makes the question futile. What Mitzrayim was mevarer, was what? Was the Kedush of Yitzchak Avinu. See, Avram Avinu can pinpoint, he can have a cause, he can say, the reason why I'm a Yid is because of a decision I made. But Yitzchak Avinu can't say that. Yitzchak Avinu is the first person to ever be able to say that I don't know why I'm a Yid, I just am. 
So Yitzchak Avinu embodies that quality that's called a Metziah. Now once the Jewish people find this within themselves, then of course you go back and Avram Avinu is also Metziah. Like the Medrash said, right? Rav Simon said the first Metziah of Hashem was Avram Avinu. So of course it had Metzasis Levavay Nemen Lefenecha. Metziah or Metziah? A Metziah. No, a... So his Metzias came into the world as a Metzias, right? He came in that in such a way. See, Avram Avinu also... So after Avram was going to after, I'm sorry? So after, after, right, so that's the truth. By the, oh, he had to break that link. Very good. Yeah, yeah, that's not a Kedah was. Very good. So that Kedah was also that, that breaking that natural instinct of cause and effect, that Kesha between father and son. And that's the of the moment when what? When there's a complete Iskashos between Avram and Yitzchak, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Kalei Yisrael solidified. As what as as a mitzvah. So all this is what's going on by by Rifko Kabbalah Tzadar, huh? Rifko was also born there. Ah, very good. The shidduch, yeah, yeah, it's a mitzvah, right? Matzich uh, Mazatay, right? The shidduch is called the mitzvah. So it's all revolving on this nakuda. Okay, so this is amazing. This is amazing. It's fine. That's what Tzadar is. It's ain't Saif, It's infinite, and it's a shidduch to Klai, so that's infinite. And this is why, again, as I said, this is why Kala Yisrael had to go through Shalishim Hakbala, and this is why even after, as I started from the beginning, this is also why. Even after Kabbalah Satara, you know, even by, after that Sarasa Dibris, Moshe Rabbeinu Atapai Rabbeinu needs to always remain in that state of precious. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that's transmitting the Torah to us, right? So Moshe Rabbeinu has to embody Torah in its origin. And what is Torah in its origin? Torah in its origin point is a Mitziah. It's Ein Saif, it's Belis Saif, it's without cause and effect. It's, it is. It's Yudke Vavke. And because of that, Maisha Rabbeinu himself can't be stuck in this system of cause and effect. Atapai, Atapai, you have to remain separate from your wife. You have to remain in that place of just being happy to be and not thinking about where you come from, which automatically triggers where you're going. You have to just be. And, that, and because Maisha Rabbeinu remains in that place, that's what's going to allow that infinite Torah to be able to be transmitted. But says the Rabbi Nishlaylam, but the rest of Kalah Yisrael, Leicham or Lehem, Shu Lechem What does that mean? So that doesn't mean, so again, so it doesn't mean like we said in the beginning, it doesn't mean the Rabbanu Shem is saying, okay, you know, you guys are out of, you know, the is over. Quite the opposite. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a very, very strange statement that was made by the Mizutra Magid before he was Nifter. <clears throat> One soon. The Mizutra Magid said like this. He said, but Mamash, uh, moments before he was Nifter, he said that finally after my entire life, now I am Zaycha to understand Yehuda Tata, the lower unity. In other words, we know that according to Kabbalah Svarim, you know, you have Shema Yisrael, Shema Kinesh, Shema Chad, and Baruch Shein Kvad Mechus Langevad. And Shema Yisrael, Shema Kinesh, Shema Chad is describing Hashem Echad, all there is is God, infinite. Infinite Metziah. Everything is just, is, Yudke Vavke. That's called Yehudi Allah, the higher unity. And then you have Baruch Shenkvad Mechus Langevad. What does Baruch Shenkvad Mechus Langevad mean? It means there's a kingdom, and there's trees, and there's plants, and there's apples, and, which creates apple pies. We just know that the apple of all apples is the king of all kings. So Shema Yisrael means Moshe Rabbeinu staying in heaven, Atapai Amayri Madi. Hashem Okin Hashem all there is, no past, no future, just is. And then you have Baruch Shenkvayim Chuzalanavad, which is apple pies coming from somewhere, going somewhere. Just we know that there's a manhig, there's a melech. Uh, he's the source of all the apples. That's called, the Shema Yisrael is called Yehudi Law, the higher unity, and Baruch Shem is called the lower unity. 
said, at the end of his life, I am now Zaycha to understand the lower unity. So, Chassidim were shocked by that. At the end of your life, now you're getting the lower unity? Adarabha, now you should be getting the higher unity. <clears throat> so the secret is as follows. The se- the, and this is really the key of, of the, the real Chiddush of Torah. See, the Chiddush of Torah is not that it's infinite. The Chiddush of Torah is not what it is on the Madrega of Maishar Rabbeinu standing on Har Sinai, just being That's not really the Chiddush of Torah. The Chiddush of Torah is that interface, that, that as the Torah descends from that mountaintop towards this world, and it sort of comes in contact with all the system of apples and apple pies, it could still retain its quality as a metziah. It could still retain its quality as infinite. That's the Iker Chiddush of Kabbalah Satyra. See, before Harsinai, let's understand, before Harsinai, it was also possible for a person to uh, maybe reach the level of, of uh, standing on Harsinai just experiencing the metziahs as is. But to be able to have that dynamic of infinite while engaged in finite, that's the Iker Chiddush of Kabbalah Satyra. Chazal described that Harsinai was a moment in time which broke the rules, right? El Yoinim, the higher world, usually does not come to the Tachtoinim, and the Tachtoinim doesn't rise to the El Yoinim. But the Chiddush of Harsinai was a merger between the two. That even when a person is involved in Tachtoinim, in matters of this world, in cause and effect, it's still possible, and the Torah demands of it, is for a person to be able to still feel and to still have that sense of infinite. It's one thing to be in the present moment when you're not, you know, actually engaged in the system of cause and effect. When you're just meditating and just uh, listening to the birth chirp, okay, very nice that you're in the present moment. Okay, very nice. But let me see if you could be in the present moment when you're handling on the phone with uh, business deals. Let's see. Because that moment of interaction on the phone, that means that you're engaged in cause and effect. So, and, th- and, and let's see if you could talk still retain that quality of a metziah, while you're in the world of Yagati. That's a Chiddush. That, that is the Chiddush of Harsinai, and that's the obligation of Torah. So when we talk about Moshe Rabbeinu being up there and separate from his wife, whereas the Jewish people, you go home and you get involved in that world of cause and effect. These are not two separate things, quite the opposite. That's the perfection, that's the full picture of Kabbalah Torah, where the Torah is... What it is, is as Moshe Rabbeinu knows it, which is, just is, the Metzius of Elikus, Eina Movada, Shema Yisrael, Yudke Vavke. But that Metzius descending from the mountaintop into the day-to-day living of the Jewish people and still retaining its quality as Elikus. That's the Egechidosh of Kabbalah Satyra. These two dynamics of what Tyra is in its root and the world down here, in terms of cause and effect, are embodied, and this is a shmuz, I'm sure you know, most of you have heard this from me already, but this is a, this is a, they, they are embodied by these two worlds of Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah. Rachel means cause and effect. Rachel means cause and effect. Even the name Yosef, right, the child of Rachel, the name Yosef is Yosef Hashem Nacher. I want to have another child. Now, why, why, automatic, like, what, you know, why not just be happy right now? Yehuda, coming from Leah, is a Pamay Hashem. I'm happy. Pamay Hashem. But Rachel has a child, and automatically she's thinking, well, 
means it's limited, right? Because only one, and what's going to be after 120? So she's already thinking, Yosef HaShem Levein Acher. Yosef HaTzadik hears the dream of Parai, doesn't just interpret it, but says, now I'm going to give you an Eitzah about what to do, because this dream is telling you something. Let's see, let's play this out. Let's see what's going to happen. The whole Nevinus, the whole Chachm of Yosef HaTzadik is to see what's going, what is this, what, what is the reaction to this particular moment? You have seven years of plenty, okay, but let's think it through. You have seven years of plenty, it's eventually going to run out, and you have seven years of fat. Let's make a mahalach of this. Rachel Menu, that world of Rachel, the world of Yosef HaTzadik, means the world of cause and effect. The world of Leia means the world of Maishar Beinu. It means the world of Yudke Vavke, the one that is. Yehuda is Yudke Vavke with the latter Dalit. Huh? Exactly. So Yaakov Avinu is a shidduch with Rachel. Yaakov Avinu Yud Ekev means the heel. It means down here. It means the bias. Exactly. Whereas Yisrael is Leroyish. Yisrael means already a shidduch with Leah. In order for the, says, go back to the Leshem, right? In order for the Torah to be given, you had to have a reality of Kishachar Belevachar. You had to have Rachel and Leah merge and Yaakov and Yisrael merge. Because what is Torah? What Torah is, is that quality of infinite descending into finite and still retaining its quality of infinite. And that's why it had to be a mitzvah, because that makes it infinite. That, the, the, the mitzvah was, that's part of Kabbalah Satara. Kabbalah Satara is Moshe Rabbeinu being parish in Har Sinai, on top of the mountain, and Klai Yisrael not being parushim down here. And that exactly, that's, that synergy is exactly what Kabbalah Satara is. This is why Davka Atzeres being an Amalekham. Of course, Shavuos needs Lachem. You need to be involved in in Oinig, in 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 in, in living, you know, Shavu Lachem Eloyelechem. Why? Because that's the Chiddush of Kabbalah. The Chiddush of Torah is not what it is in its root. The Chiddush of Torah is that that root of Torah, when it comes to planet Earth, it still it still is Torah. That's the Chiddush. This is why it's Davka Yosef, Rav Yosef, right? Remember, Rav Yosef said, "If I make a Sudan Yontif, why? Ilav Yosef There's a lot of Yosefs in the Shuk. I'll be no different than them. Why is Rav Yosef? Why is Rav Yosef Davka the one to reveal this secret? The answer is because Rav Yosef Shmakagarm. His name indicates that he's coming from that world of Rachel, that world of Shulachem Loyleichem. And if it wasn't for Torah, then what is Rav Yosef saying? Then I would be stuck in that world, completely in that world of cause and effect. And and I would be like anyone else, running around and completely being detached from the present moment, completely focused on where I'm coming from, what I'm going to be, and this and that. That's why he says a shuk, right? What's going on in a shuk? Movement. No, uh, no one's, uh, you know, uh, in, in the, no one's uh, mindful by a shuk, right? Shuk means you're running from one place to the next, constantly on the move. The whole chiddush of Har Sinai is this nakuda of being able to be miyachid. This is why the Mizrach Shemagid said, at the end of my life, now I can understand Yehud Tata. The chid, he doesn't mean only Yechudah Tata. It means that now I'm Zaycha to understand how Yechudah Ilah can descend into Yechudah Tata and still retain its quality. That Kabbalah Sal Malchus Shemayim, that to, to, to accept the Rabbani Shalom's Malchus in full means Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem and not to separate between the two. Right? We know that. that that's the Iker Chiddush of Kabbalah Satara. And so this is what's... The, 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 so so Halacha Lamaisa, this is the Iker Avayda of the Yontav of Shuas Bechlal, is to be able to engage in things of this world while at the same time knowing and believing and be mechazik one's, uh, you know, one's commitment to be able to say that although it feels very much <laughs> and I'm stuck in this world of cause and effect, but everything that happens to me is mamish bashkach in a way that's not dependent on the causes that I'm involved in. 
That, that, I mean, that, this, listen, this is basic in one of Yitachim. you know, that we do Hishtablis, we do these things, we're stuck in this Bechina of Shuvalachem of, Lechem, of, but we know 100% that this is all just things that we have to do, but Lamaisa, the reason why it's happening is completely independent of the Hishtablis. It's a Metziah. Yagati, Umetzasi. That's what Yagati would be the Yosef, and the Metzasi is the Yehuda. And that's the, the, the union that's taking place over here. That's what Torah is about. Torah is, is, is the, the mission of Torah, the mission of, of Shavuos, of Kabbalah Torah, is, is to be able to engage in that world of Yehudah Tata, but retain that quality and that amun of Yehudah Yilah. And every time we say Kriyishma, that's, uh, that's what it's about. That's why the mitzvah, we have the mitzvah of, um, of remembering our Sinai, right? I, this, uh, you know, I was talking about this past Shal Shudas, but says in the mitzvah of, of remembering Har Sinai, to, to, remember, to remind your children and your grandchildren to pass over the tradition of Har Sinai. Now that's an amazing thing, because the idea of the, of the transmission of the Messiah of Har Sinai is itself everything we're talking about. What was the Har Sinai experience? The Har Sinai experience was Enam Vadai. And, and yet I'm being told to pass it over, to pass it along, because if you don't pass it along, then everything's going to be lost. Which means, the, the, you know, it's like this, the, the urge that I have, which is to pass over my experiences to my children and grandchildren to keep the Messiah going, is because it, it could very, very well lend itself to that sense of being stuck in that system of cause and effect. And what's amazing is, is that I'm passing, what I'm passing over in the Messiah, what I'm transmitting in the Messiah, in the system of cause and effect, is that we're not part of the system of cause and effect. And that itself is, that is Harsinai. That's Maimon Harsinai in a nutshell. So the whole, of course the mitzvah of Harsinai is going to be to give it over in the Messiah. Because that's what it is. What the whole, uh, the whole avoida of Kabbalah Satara is to be in that place of Shulachem Lo'elechem, in that system of cause and effect, but to believe 100% certainty that everything we have is because Moshe Rabbeinu is standing on, on Harsinai just being. And that, that, that yichud between those two bechinas of Moshe Rabbeinu and Klai Yisrael in that place of Yichud Eloh and Yichud Tata, that's mamash what uh, Kabbalah Satara is. No, so we should be Zaych Ataka. Yeah? Oh, very good. I guess that's Rav Yitzchak Taka. You're right. It's Rav Yitzchak. It's Rav Yitzchak. It's Taka that bechin of Metziah. Very good. So we should be Zaych to Taka, find Tara, find ourselves, find their Rabbi Yishlaylam. Be miyacha the Yichudim. Be as called Tzadik Mherevi Meinu. Amen.